Hello and welcome to this Wednesday edition of Afternoon Ask Anything here with DKPittsburghSports.com. And if you're also listening to the podcast version of this on DK Sports Radio, you can listen to all this anywhere you subscribe to DK Sports Radio, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted. I'm Chris Carter here with Tom Reed and Dave Molinari taking all of your questions from now 3 3 p.m eastern to 3 30 eastern get them here in the comments we're on facebook live we're on youtube we're on periscope if you're watching from twitter you ask from any of those any of those places that you ask in the comments there it'll pop up here for us we'll put your question on the screen and one of us will answer maybe all of us will answer and if it's if it's spanning across sports but we got a ton of different guys we got a hall of fame hockey writer dave molinari we got a long time writer in, in tom reed who does all all the amazing in-depth work that, that we do. And, of course, you got me, the lowly football writer who's just stuck doing NFL draft stuff all week. <laughs> but, uh, but first of all – <laughs> Yes, thank you, thank you. Tom and Dave, how you doing, guys? It's been, it's been a couple of days since I've seen you guys. You haven't missed anything, Chris. <laughs> At least on this end. At least <laughs> – well, I can say a, a lot of Pens fans felt like they're missing the, the you know the Pens have been have been on, had been on a roll, and then they had a tough loss to the Bruins. Dave, I wanted to get just some quick thoughts from you on any of the worries that some people might have from that situ- from from that game. Um, I I mean I don't know that they should have any to speak of. I mean, a, a lot of times fans seem to lose sight of the fact that. The other teams have guys on scholarship too, and that they also want to win. Um, you know, it's it's not like the teams that you support are playing the Washington Generals every night, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, Boston is a, is a <laughs> but well, until recently, that was a real problem for the Penguins. I think it just the sight of the Devils sweater was enough to uh, put them into a mode to lose a game two to one um but you know it's the the penguins are are pretty much guaranteed of getting into the playoffs uh there will be three other pretty good teams from their division in the playoffs and only one of those four is going to come out of it and right now i'd say it could be any of the four it's going to be uh very evenly matched no matter what the uh, first round pairings turn out to be. Um, You'll have a lot of variables like injuries and special teams play that I think will, will determine the series there. There aren't any of the possible matchups that I look at right now and say, Oh, if Washington plays the New York Islanders, who they just beat several times. Well, that's a given the capitals are an automatic into the second round. Uh, every everybody has strengths and everybody has a couple of uh, potentially fatal flaws. So it should be pretty interesting. It should be. We're going to get to our first question from a listener here. We got Mitch Langenberger who asks, does Gino play in either game against the Cavs? Which is a, a question I imagine a lot of Pens, Penguins fans want an answer to. Well, and you're going to get the response that's going to go into the story that I'm in the, the process of writing. Um and that's that there were really mixed signals today at the practice about that. Um, when it began, Malkin was in a white jersey. He was the only player in that. Uh, generally, that means that the guy in the 
odd colored shirt. It's a no contact shirt, which usually means that he's a, a bit away from playing. And then when they did drills that involved line combinations, he wasn't on any of the top four lines. You play four lines in a game. He was on a, a thrown together fifth unit where Jankowski and uh, Lafferty were his line mates. So at that point, it looks like, you know, there's no reason to expect that his return is imminent. Mm-hmm. But then when they began special teams play, um, Malkin was working with the the second unit, which, yeah, okay. I mean, you know he's going to, whenever he comes back, that he, he's going to be getting some power play time. But then a few minutes before the, uh, before the practice ended, uh, he started uh, getting a couple of reps with the number one power Ooh. play, uh, replacing Jared McCann, which is a whole separate issue as to whether uh, the Penguins should make that switch when, when both McCann and Malkin are available. So I would say right now that I think it's less than 50-50 that Malkin plays uh, in, in the first game on Thursday. But I, I can't say that with any great conviction. He still hasn't had contact, but if uh, of contact, oh, that was the other wrinkle that was thrown in after practice. Um, Mike Sullivan said that, uh, Ovechkin or Ovechkin also <laughs> figures in, into the story I'm writing that Malkin had in fact been cleared for contact in this practice. Wow. Um, now there wasn't much contact in the practice. You, you know, you, you really couldn't tell mm-hmm. by what went on. You know, it's not like they went out and, um, uh, you know, did a uh, demolition derby for 30 minutes or anything like that. Um, but that, I think that caught a lot of us by surprise in part because of the, the Jersey color and, and mm-hmm. just because of uh, Malkin's kind of limited involvement for much of the practice. But, you know, now it's, uh, there's certainly some suspense about that, just as there is about whether Alex Ovechkin, who's uh, the most prominent player on the Capitals and the the premier goal scorer of his generation, mm-hmm. whether he'll play because he's missed the past few games with uh, an unspecified injury. So that's <clears throat> just a, another wrinkle into uh, what promises to be a pretty uh, interesting two-game set. I, I agree. It could be very interesting indeed. Let's get to this. Uh, Paul Auber asks, Chris, any thoughts on the three defensive backs coming out of Syracuse? Now, uh, Syracuse does have some interesting DBs coming out this year. They have two corners, Ifiatu Melifonwu, whose brother was drafted by, the, I think, the Cowboys or the Raiders, excuse me, a few years back. Uh, and Trill Williams, also known as Atrillion Williams. Um, I love that name, by the way. Uh, both are 6'2 corners, around 200, 210 pounds. And then there's Andre Sisko, the safety. I, I really like all three of them as prospects. If the Steelers could get any of them in the third round, I think it would really uh, work as an addition to their secondary. Uh, Cisco is a decent uh, guy who, is, who has really good ball skills back there. They can fly around, be a good backup for Edmonds or uh, Fitzpatrick. But uh, Melifon when Williams either one of those guys could line up at outside corner and maybe give you a good shot at giving you some starting reps or backing up Cameron Sutton or Joe Hayden, or Hey, whenever Cameron Sutton wants to jump into the slot, that's when you put him out there and compete with Justin Lane. So all three of them, I like, I think they're, you know, they're they're They'd be solid, good value picks in the third round for the Steelers, but I wouldn't 
change any first and second round pans of plans of trying to uh, address the run game for any one of those guys, but good players for sure. So thank you, Paul, for your question. Um, let's keep it rolling. Robert Hill. Yes. And I want, I want to lead with Tom and, and enroll with Dave on this. How is the NHL going to handle, I guess, well, I guess either one of you can answer this. Um, how is the NHL going to handle the layoff, the layoff time for the teams that are outside of Canada? Uh, to our knowledge, that has not been decided, or at the very least, that information has not been uh, made public yet. I, I asked uh, Ron Hextall about that recently. Uh, for people who might not have been following it closely, the regular season was scheduled to end on May 8th, May 8th. Um, and for the Penguins, it still will, but... The North Division, which consists of teams based in Canada, uh, will have games going uh, all the way through the 18th. Um, and uh, some of the other U.S.-based teams will not be finishing on the 8th uh, the way the Penguins and, and some others will. Um, so it will be really interesting to see what the league does because it really wouldn't be fair to a team like the Penguins you know, to sit for 10 days um, or, or longer, actually, when you're talking about games on the 8th to the 18th, um, you know, with, without having a game. I mean, if you, if you would be going into the playoffs with some momentum, you know, you would certainly, that would dissipate uh, during the layoff. You know, the, the positive side is that you might be able to get some injured guys back maybe have them be healthier than they otherwise would be. But I don't know that there's any team in the league that that would like a, an extended layoff going into the postseason. I, I, hear, I hear that entirely. Tom, I want to get your thoughts on this uh, with me. Uh, Matt Ellis asks, there are a lot of opinions what the Steelers should do tomorrow night uh, with the first round of the NFL draft, but could the Steelers deduce, well, what would the Steelers do that would surprise you? Tom, I want you to kind of lead in on this. No. Uh... I mean, anything that doesn't involve taking something to aid their running game in the first round. I mean, to me, it's it's a running back, uh, whichever one they feel most comfortable with. If they can get Najee Harris, I think that's that's the pick. Uh, I would say that in the first two rounds, anything that does not involve helping that running game. And because to me, uh, this is the perfect time to address it. Not only would that aid Ben Roethlisberger in what we – some consider would be his final year, but it gives the next quarterback a fighting chance. I mean, anyone who watched Joe Burrow go through his rookie season, you just knew it was a matter of time behind that offensive line before he got hurt, and he certainly did. Um, you think about, I think about when Ben Roethlisberger came into the league, into the situation that he stepped into, and granted, he was a terrific quarterback from the beginning, uh, but he was helped by having a Hall of Fame running back uh, in, in Jerome Bettis, and at least three of the five starters ended up being three of the five starters on the team that won the Super Bowl the next year. So I think it just really it behooves them to go ahead and get this taken care of right now and at least get started. You hope you obviously have to get the right guys. Uh, but anything beyond one of those two positions, running back and offensive line in the first two rounds, to me would be a little surprising. 
no, I'm I'm right with you, Tom. It has to be something about the ground game. They came in dead last last year in the ground game, and that's a huge reason why they fell apart late in the season. Running back, offensive line, one of those two. I wouldn't. The only pick I wouldn't be surprised by is if one, they took one of those linebackers that was sitting there because I I know that they that they that would really help their defense. But I'm right with you though. Um, tackle or or running back, those are my two top feelings on center. that. They need a center. I, they, I they, they, I they do. I just don't think there's any first-round centers this draft, though. No, 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 not in the first round, the second round. Oh, 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 my bad, my bad. I, I, I was, you know, but, oh, no, no center's no. absolutely on the board in the second round. Like, that's, it's almost a must-pick for me. Even if they don't get, even if they get a running back in the first round, you're still not looking at a tackle. Uh, you you got to get either Quinn Miners, Landon Dickerson, Josh Myers. Um, there's always one guy I leave, leave out of this mix when I say the four, but there's there's four different guys that you could get. Creed Humphrey, there we go. Uh, it's four different guys that you could get in the second round. One of one or two of them are going to be available. Make sure you get one of them. I agree with you entirely. Uh, Mark Face asks, some monks have the audacity to suggest the Steelers draft a running back after round three. Can, they can't afford to do that, can they? I, I just don't think so anymore because um, when you get past round three, Tom, you're talking about outside of the top 100. And I wrote a whole piece a couple weeks ago uh, where I got the numbers right there on the pad that I wrote. Uh, whereas like out of since since the 2017 NFL draft, when the Steelers drafted James Conner uh, with the hundred and I think it was the hundred and fourth pick of the NFL draft, any running back taken out of the top. Uh, I, there have been 61 running backs taken outside of the top 100 in the NFL draft in those four years of those 61 running backs. Only five of them have had a season with 900 rushing yards or more. And one of those was James Conner. You can't afford to gamble with that anymore. Go get your guy early on. Is that a surprise, yeah, guys? No, it's that, that, it, uh, just because there are yeah. so many good running backs in college football. I mean, is it? Well, the trend, the trend has gone. What's happened in recent years, you go back to 2012, the Browns selected uh, Trent Richardson with the number three overall pick. And that turned out to be a, a you know, he was traded four games into his second season. Yeah. And at the time it was in, the theory in the league was running. You can get running backs a little bit lower in the draft. I think that was also the year Alfred Morris had the great year. He mm-hmm. might have been like a sixth round pick. And, and the, the thinking at the time was you can get your running backs later. Uh, you look around the league now, Dave, and I think the running game, well, certainly is never. Well, this is never going to go back to the Franco Harris era of 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 rushing the ball. You have to be able to run the ball effectively. We just, all you have to do is look over in Cleveland and the success they had. You look in Baltimore, which even uses the quarterback to run the ball. Um, you have, you've got to have a decent running back. And even the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, with Leonard Fournette, who I believe was a first-rounder, correct, Chris? Leonard Fournette was the fourth overall pick. pick. He was the fourth okay. overall pick that year. We all think of the great you know, Tom Brady, obviously – that goes without saying, unbelievable success. But I thought Fournette was a good example of running the ball efficiently when you had to run the ball. And boy, when you watch the Steelers the last three years, efficiency and running the ball are not in the same sentence. I agree entirely. It's why they should invest. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm right. I'm right with you. This is the year to do that. Uh, a funnier, funnier comment here. Hold on. I passed it up. There we go. Our guy, Daniel Matas, all the way from Brazil. As uh, no kombucha today, Mr. Carter. Oh, contraire, Pierre. 
I got me some Red Star Green Giant. This is that good stuff right here. It's probiotics. It's healthy. It's gluten-free. I got that kombucha on deck. What you talking about, my good friend? So uh, don't, don't try to check me, Daniel. No, no, no. Not up in here. All right. Let's 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 roll it back a little bit. I know there was a hockey question here I wanted to get to Dave. Ah, there we go. Uh, Mark Fan says, first of all, great to be in the presence of Hall of Famer here. Uh, which are the real Penguins, the technically excellent 1-0 winners over Boston, or the get-knocked-around-can't-buy-a-goal 3-1 losers to Boston? <laughs> Um, I think both because I, I, you know, they're basically the same team. They played slightly better on Sunday, uh, than they did last night, but you know, Boston is a good team. Boston's going to win some games. Uh, you might note that the, uh, can't buy a goal team scored the the same number as the excellent one Oh winners did. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's you know that's that's part of what makes sports so interesting. If if you know your team won every game, um, you know I I think the uh, the appeal would fade after a while. Um, you know the the Penguins are a good team. Frankly, they're a better team than I expected them to be. Uh, Jeff Carter has turned out to be a better addition mm-hmm. than, than I thought he would. Uh, and they've, they've coped with adversity better than, than I thought they could. Um, I still don't think they have a championship run in them, but they're not as far away from it as I thought a few months ago or, or a year ago. Um, you know, they're, you know, they're they're a good team. There there are lots of good teams in, mm-hmm. in the league, and you know it should make for a very interesting playoffs. I think it will. I, I think, think it's, it's also it's, it's also ahead, worth noting uh, the the other two teams likely to make the playoffs uh, played three times uh, in the, in this recent week, and it's just mm. it's getting to be that time of year, right? It's the game. So we certainly saw the game Sunday. Um, it had that playoff type feel, the low scoring feel. The Capitals and Islanders just played three games. Two of them were one nothing finals. So you know this just this is the time of year where teams start to really uh, get focused, getting ready for the playoffs. So you know the the fact the Penguins scored a grand total of one, uh, you know, a couple of goals in this two games, I, I wouldn't put too much stock into that. Uh, it's going to be a great playoffs, and as Dave mentioned. Uh, you just look at those four teams, and there's not an easy series. I, I said a couple of weeks ago I thought Boston would be the, the pick. I would take the, the Boston just because they don't have much secondary scoring. Well, they played great these last couple of games, and they've been on a pretty nice roll. So it's going to be a terrific uh, divisional round in the East. Yeah, the Bruins got two goals from their second line last night, one from David Krejci and one mm. from Taylor Hall. If they can get that kind of production on a fairly regular basis, not necessarily two goals a game, but if they can get somebody to supplement uh, the production that you can assume they're going to get from their number one line, you know, they could be pretty formidable. And, you know, they're missing a, a pretty good defenseman in Carlo. If they, they get him back, you know, they're uh, they're going to be a real handful for for whoever faces them just as whoever they face is going to be a handful for the Bruins. That's it. It should really be an entertaining playoffs. Uh, one thing I want to harken back to that Dave said about 
two or three minutes ago. He said, you know, one thing he said is he, he felt that the addition of Jeff Carter has been better than he expected. I think that's just a lesson to everybody. Don't you ever underestimate a Carter. Um, but <laughs> I always got to get my Carter joke in. He's a cousin, uh, isn't he? <laughs> yes, totally. It's the resemblance. You, I'm so glad you see it, Dave, because no one else meant to ask that to me, and no one else knows that Jeff Carter is my cousin. Like, thank goodness. That's that's why you're the Hall of Fame reporter. When the playoff beard comes in, I'm you know people will make the connection. Yes, 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 and everyone will see it. They're like, oh my god, they look so alike. <laughs> totally. You just have a few more teeth. That's the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. All right, let's keep it moving. Tim Allison asks Chris, being a little biased as an Ohio State fan, I cannot understand why Justin Fields is perceived to be falling. Played in big games and, and more experience than some quarterbacks out there. Uh, Tim, I'm right with you. I don't get this anti-Justin Fields type. Not only does he have a cannon, he runs like lightning. He moves all around. He's He's got the QB size. He's a leader on the field. He, he's respected by all his teammates. He doesn't have a single red flag in his name. He turned down, like I think, like Ivy League schools were offering him when he was coming out of high school. Like, this this dude is everything you want in a quarterback. And here we are saying, ah, I don't know. He may fall to the end of the first round. What are people thinking? I don't know, Tom. I see you kind of agree with me here. Yeah, and, and I will tell you, living in Columbus uh, for 16, 17 years, this is the first quarterback that has come out that I thought could be a, a really good NFL quarterback. I had my reservations about Haskins and some mm-hmm. of the other guys. And part of that was just because of the way the NFL had not warmed up to the spread, spread football. You know, it took years. It took about a decade's worth of failures by the, on the NFL's part of not adapting the way the game is now played in, in the lower levels of football to finally realize we've got to make some changes and let some of these guys just use their natural skills. The thing that I would add to everything that you mentioned, which I agree with, is, is Justin Fields is one tough kid. Yeah. I mean, the hit that he took in the Clemson game, mm-hmm. able to continue that game and clearly playing hurt against Alabama. And, of course, Alabama is Alabama. Uh, you know, if he let, let's let's go back to an earlier question about if if there would be a surprise, Chris, if he's sitting there at twenty four. Oh, you, you all plans are thrown out the window. If Justin Fields, if he's at twenty, I'm not, okay. We're trading up now. But if, if Justin Fields is somehow sitting there, you're, you're okay. Okay, Najee, I'm sorry. I love you, Najee Harris, but Justin Fields is here. You're getting him. There's no questions. It's like all right, all those questions about Ben Roethlisberger in the future out the window. It's like you know what. That's the guy. Even if we got to sit him for a year or whatever, Justin Fields is it. I'm just a casual observer of all this, guys. But wasn't there something that just came out fairly recently about uh, a medical issue that Fields has? uh, Something epilepsy-related. I mean, could that be responsible for him dropping in the the public perception? Not necessarily among teams, but... Mm -hmm. No, I think it started before, and, and, and uh, this kind of got its legs, uh, what do you say, about a month or so ago with yeah. stuff coming out of ESPN. Uh, we won't mention names, but I think that's where it kind of it started, that, that there, there was thoughts that maybe he is not prepared, maybe as, as he should have been. And again, I, I'm a casual observer of Ohio State football. I don't watch him all the time, but... Uh, <clears throat> I, I think that's where it kind of started, Dave. And again, as, as Ramon wrote in his column a couple of weeks ago, it was perfect. It, it is the season of lies, right? Yes. It's all smoke screens. He, he could very well be the third or fourth pick in the draft. So, 
there was just, I guess that's you know, part of what fans love about the draft, the intrigue. Uh, he could very well go in the first five picks tomorrow night. I agree. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess this is a general Pirates question. We don't have any official Pirates beat guys with us right now. Oops. Uh, I think I froze for a sec. There we go. Um, but uh, we don't have any Pirates beat guys. But just hey, with no high illusions, what do you think about the Pirates? What's uh, what do you think about the Pirates right now? I, I think it's cool that they're about five hundred. I mean, I'm, again, I'm none of us are guys that are you know in the Pirates locker room or on their zooms all the time. But I think it's great that this team is twelve and eleven. When I was sure, I mean, I looked at this like the major league season. Like, you look at the roster, like, who are these guys? Like, it's just, and the fact that they're fighting here in April. I know it's just April, but I think that's kind of cool. I think it's good for the city, you know, that if it would have a competitive baseball team. Um, I have to admit that my interest in baseball largely died when Roberto Clemente did. So I'm not exactly a. <laughs> I'm, and I, and I mean I'm that seriously. That's a long time ago, Dave. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, I could tell you way more about the Pirates of Jeez. the late 60s and early 70s than, than I could of, of the current group. But, you know, as I say, it, it would be nice for the city to have a uh, a competitive baseball team. I, I you know, the, the whole money set up in baseball, I think, is ridiculous. Yes. Um, you know, trying to run a sport uh, with without a salary cap, but that's you know that's not my issue to address or resolve. Uh, but it's it's good, and, and it, it's nice to see the people who have stuck with that team through some absolutely dreadful seasons, you know, get a little bit of a reward uh, lately. You know, whether that holds up, I guess, remains to be seen. But uh, there's. Certainly nothing to not like about how how they've played lately. Tom? Yeah, I mean, yes, certainly. I have some, you know, I live in Columbus, but I'm married into a Pittsburgh family. And there are family members that, that do like the, the Pirates that I'm sure that are excited at least about the start. I would throw one word of caution in all this. Um, you know, the Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who also were expected to have a really bad season. Uh, started out very competitive, and then they've just fallen off the map. So it's a long year, but let's 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 take the the little victories while we can right now. Uh, good start, and boy, the people that that, that picked them for a hundred losses are probably sweating a little bit right now because they're going to need a ton of them uh, if if they're going to hit that mark, which I don't think they're going to. I agree. We're going to run through some quick draft questions. We only got four minutes-ish left in the show, so I'm going to run through these real quick. Uh, Tim Allison asked, would the Steelers draft a next-tier quarterback like Kyle Trask or Kellen Mond since there's no quarterback signed past 2021? Okay, first of all, Kyle Trask, no. I don't care what Jason Lockwood for or anyone else says. I, I just, no. Nuh-uh. Not, nope, not, nope. Not in the second round, not in the third round, no. If Kellen Mond's round in the fourth round, okay. But I think both of those guys are gone by the third round at, at the latest and the Steelers don't even need to sniff that. They, you got Dwayne Haskins, you got Jason Rudolph. You, you see what happens this year and then deal with that next year. But you're not, you need to help the run game. And then the, when you're done helping the run game, you got to help the defense and get some death position. I'm saying no to those second tier quarterbacks. And then uh, Sherrod Learn asks uh, Carter, is there a Le'Veon Bell type of running back steal that we can grab in the second round if we go offensive line in the first? I think you, if, it's only if you trade up to get Javante Williams if he's still around. I don't think, I'm not sure if he lasts to 55. 
but he would be a, a really good running back. But after Javante Williams, I see this as a drop. One thing to remember, I think Le'Veon Bell was the first running back drafted that year. I think that's the difference is that that was a different draft class, excuse me. And had Le'Veon Bell played for Alabama instead of Michigan State, maybe everyone would have picked him in the first round because then you would have seen – I think him in a much better situation. Instead, you had Eddie Lacy, who people were waiting on, and for good reason, and the Steelers passed on him. He went to the Packers, um, and, and we saw how that played out for them. So I think this year is just a very different class at running back, but every year is. I don't think there's any um, one type of situation. Um, and then another quick draft question. Corey Hecker asks, if Michael Parsons falls past 15, do the Steelers trade up to get him? Uh, no. The Steelers, Kevin Cole basically said, read my lips, we ain't trading up. It's just not a deal unless unless the quarterback's sitting there at 21 and you're like, okay, we can do that. But, yeah, Michael Parsons, as good as he is, they'll take him if he falls to 24, he won't, uh, and uh, that, that'll be that. So, um, Tom, question back to you. Mitch Langwer asks, since you've been to Vandy and watched both Rocker and Lighter throw, do you prefer one pitcher over the other for the Pirates? No, I don't. I, I, again, you mentioned earlier we're not a baseball panel, uh, and I think I've mentioned this before. You've got to be mm-hmm. careful categorizing this as a horse race this one season. There, these picks are going to be based on projections of how these guys are going to be in a couple of years facing minor league and major league hitters, and that's where that's where the kind of the crapshoot comes. I, I don't. I think they both, you know, Lighter's last two starts haven't been as good. Uh, Rocker threw a complete game. The other in his last outing against uh, number four, I think number four Mississippi State. Wow. By the way, I never thought I would know baseball ratings in my <laughs> life until I started this job. I, I now know who are in the top five in college baseball. So uh, the answer is no. I, I think I'll, I'll leave that up to Ben Charrington and the people that actually have to get paid to make those decisions. We're going to run through some of these questions here. We've got a hockey one. Errol Viney asks, Dave, what do the Pens see in Aston Reese? Because he would like to see Gaudreau instead. Um, I, I think Aston Reese uh, fits in very nicely on that line with uh, with Teddy Bluger and Brandon Tanev when, when Tanev is healthy. Uh, I, I think there's a synergy with that group where – where the three of them uh, add up to something that that's better than just the, the sum of the parts. Um, <clears throat> I also like uh, Gaudreau a lot, uh, but I like him at center. And uh, I mean, that's kind of where I see him fitting in when this team is, is relatively healthy today. Today he uh, was back in, in practice in a full capacity and he centered the fourth line, which I think is uh the ideal niche for him. He knocked, knocked uh, Mark Jankowski out of the, out of the rotation. Uh, you know, Aston Reese isn't going to be a difference maker, but he he's a good bottom six guy. Uh, you know, not everybody is a, is a star. He's uh, he gives you some size. He has a little bit of scoring ability. Uh, I think more than he has shown to this point, and I don't have a problem with him. All right, finishing off, we're going to do some rapid. <clears throat> excuse me. Rapid fire draft questions because we keep getting a lot here and we are about to approach the end of our time. John Amayo asks, if you had to bet money on it, who do you think the Steelers would take tomorrow night? I'm still with Najee Harris. I think he's the best fit. Tom, do you agree or do you think there's someone else there? Nope, I'm, I'm with you. 
All right, moving right along. Tim Allison's asked, do you believe t- uh, that Terrell Edmonds' option will get picked up? I will also see the Steelers look for slot corner and safety depth. Uh, yeah, I think his option will get picked up. It's only $6.7 million. That's not a whole lot against the 2022 uh, draft cap. Plus, he's huge for that defense to pair with Mika Fitzpatrick. And, yes, they will get a slot corner slash safety in this draft class. Uh, should the Steelers pick a blocking tight end lower in the lower rounds? Uh, yes, Daniel Matos, I think they should. If the value's there, I think Trey McKinney's the guy that they could take a look at. Um, nothing crazy. Uh, David Bersicki asks, uh, is it wrong that I like Javante Williams more than Najee Harris? Uh, Williams is, uh, seems less, uh, seems like he has less wear on his body. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, Najee Harris is more complete than Williams, but it's not, you're not wrong to like Williams. I think he's a heck of a running back and I don't think it's that far of a drop off between the two. Uh, but I do think Williams is the last guy that you could take and guarantee that he's going to be a day one starter at running back. Um, but, 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 let's see if big Ben does not retire and wants to keep playing. Do you think the Patriots go after him for another team? No, if, if big Ben doesn't want to, uh, it wants to keep playing. The Steelers will find a way to make it work. I think as long as his arm is still there, if his arm isn't there, I think he won't even want to, um, but, 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 one few more things here. No, 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 that's too much. Uh, Dan LaVoy says might see five quarterbacks going six picks. Very possible. I could see three going in the three going a r- right a row in the first round. Um, and then uh, last question here, Parsons 13 Chad says, is Najee the pick or is it Asante Samuel Jr.? I, I, I see it. I like Asante Samuel, but not at 24 unless there's been something crazy that happened the first round and all your prospects are gone. I'm going with Najee Harris all day, every day. But those are our questions. Thanks so much for everyone who asked them today. Uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow. We're going to have another afternoon Ask Anything at 3 o'clock like we do every weekday, uh, and it'll be before the NFL draft, so it's going to be a wild one. Thanks again, and if you're listening on DK Sports Radio, remember to subscribe to us. If you're not already, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else podcasts are hosted, and and Raiders five stars with a positive comment. Got a lot of great content coming your way on the NFL draft, the Penguins playoff playoff push, and the Pirates figuring out some things early on. Tune in. We'll see you soon.